When was the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart? If you're like me, it's been quite some time. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I welcome you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and my friends from around the world to join us live. Put on a comfortable pair of pajamas, pull up a chair, and settle in with your favorite refreshment. And prepare to be blessed as I welcome tonight's guest. Well, hi and welcome to all of you who are joining us tonight. I am excited because not only are you going to be blown away with tonight's guest, but she happens to be a personal virtual friend that I've never met, and hopefully next week we will rectify that um, because I am uh, going to um, uh, D.C., which is where Amy lives, and so I want to welcome to all of you Amy Blevins. Welcome, Amy. Thank you, Felice. I wanted to just share with you a little bit about how Amy and I met. Um, Through the years, you know, a lot of us have been online and have done a lot of things. And Amy and I have had, you know, I call these God incidences. And um, Amy was on um, a, a group that reviewed our Truth Seekers Mystery Series. And I just remember being really touched by Amy's. Um, you know, review of our books, and I, I think I even have that on our website. It was it was a while ago, so I don't remember, Amy, but I'm almost positive I have it on our um, the TruthSeekersMysterySeries.com website. And and she's just been a real blessing in my life. And we connected again several other times, and one was when Amy asked if I would sponsor her for a homeschool conference um, that she and her children would attend and she could be a brand representative for Media Angels and I was excited about that. And then um, as I was starting this network, um, I don't even remember exactly, Amy, but um, you know, it turned out that I needed social media help and Amy was good at social media. So um, when we started the Ultimate Homeschool radio network, uh, Amy came on board and uh, has really been a blessing and a help to me as well as all the other podcast uh, hosts on that network. So Amy, um, there's a lot more that you can share, but it has just been such a blessing to know you uh, through the years, and I'm just excited tonight to hear your presentation. Thank you, Felice. I am so excited to be here. And I'm speaking for Mommy Jamie's Night for the first time. But I've been behind the scenes of Mommy Jamie's Night running the Facebook parties for you, for Felice, and listening to the live events for a while. So it's kind of fun to be on the other side of that and actually be speaking. This topic that I want to talk about tonight is chronic illness stinks, but you can still homeschool, overcoming the obstacles that you face. Homeschool mom, no matter what you are facing, please know that you are not alone. God is with you, and somewhere, someone else is struggling right along with you. Sometimes life makes homeschooling really, really difficult. I've been there. But you can do this. You can homeschool successfully in spite of life's obstacles. If you are feeling overwhelmed, it might be time to change up your game plan, but that doesn't mean it's time to throw in the towel. I'd like to tell you my own story of chronic illness and how God has used that in my life and in our homeschool. And my hope is that you will be encouraged and blessed 
and come away with ideas and hope to overcome your own obstacles. This is my story. I missed the entire first six months of my son's life. Oh, I was there. I nursed him. I held him. I comforted him. I read him stories. And we kept going with homeschooling the others. We even moved from New York to D.C. But when I look back, I don't remember much about those days. But there is one particular day that I will never forget. The day I finally found someone who could tell me what was wrong with me. And if you have a chronic illness, I'm sure that you probably can relate to this. Chronic illnesses are really difficult to diagnose and they are very difficult to treat. And yet life must go on every day. In my case, I spent the latter half of my pregnancy and the first six months of my son's life visiting doctors. One doctor actually told me that I was having trouble breathing because of being pregnant. It's normal, she said. You don't have asthma. You just need to breathe more deeply. Work harder. You are out of shape and you're pregnant. You'll be fine. And when I said, but this never never happened with my other pregnancies, she laughed at me. The doctor who finally figured out what was wrong asked me if he could send her, the laughing doctor, a letter about what my disease is. Because people with my disease, of which there are only roughly 200 people in the United States at any one time, are always women, almost always my age at the time it appears, and very often it is discovered during pregnancy, and her attitude almost cost me my life. During labor, the doctors were very upset when the inhalers given me by another doctor for asthma didn't seem to be working. I could not get enough oxygen. At one point, it felt like my heart was going to burst out of my chest, but none of the doctors at my labor ever told me what that was. When my doctor, his name was Dr. First, called to tell me what he had found, one of the first things he said was, and this is a quote, my God, I cannot believe you survived childbirth in this condition. He was in shock. It was December 15, 2007, just six short months after my son was born. And at that point, my doctor actually called me as I walked in the door from the CAT scan he had ordered to tell me that my trachea was blocked to 85%. I was breathing through a four-millimeter opening. Dr. First really wasn't sure how I was staying alive and sent me pretty much straight to the hospital. It was interesting because I had told my husband earlier that week, if no one figures out what is wrong with me, I'm going to die. I'm dying, and nobody is doing anything about it. So that feeling of relief and knowing what was wrong and of going through the necessary surgery to restore my oxygen intake and being able to breathe without effort for the first time in forever, those things were amazing. I was relieved, and I thought I had gotten my life back. Until after three surgeries in six months, I finally got the truth out of the doctors who treated me at John Hopkins University Medical Hospital. What I have is just going to keep coming back for the rest of my life. It's never going to go away. I have surgery, and I feel great. I can breathe, I can run up and down stairs, and I have bursts of energy because my body is not used to getting so much, so much oxygen 
and now I have a sudden influx of oxygen. Then the tracheal stenosis starts slowly encroaching on my trachea again, and slowly it gets harder and harder to breathe. And honestly, it is so gradual now that I barely even notice for a long time, even as my quality of life begins to suffer, until one day it hits me. I can't carry laundry up the stairs. Every breath is an effort. I expend all of my energy breathing and wonder why I am so very, very tired. I have to take a deep breath before I can even swallow water. It feels like I'm pulling in the air. And my good friends around me start saying things like, hey, I can hear you breathing. Better schedule that surgery soon. Because they know me well and they know that I put off the surgeries for as long as I can. As I speak tonight, it's almost time for surgery again. I stretch them out to once a year with specific uh, treatments that we discovered while I lived in California. It's been one year and five days, and you can probably hear me breathing on this audio, right? But I'm not to the point that I have to breathe deeply before you swallow, so I'm holding out still. Idiopathic tracheal stenosis is a disease of unknown cause which cannot be treated with any permanence. It's a chronic illness. So here I am. As I look back on what I'm uh, missing, that missing time from my life, I cling to the verse in Isaiah, Isaiah 40:11. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. I am so grateful to God for his gentle leadership during those months of caring for a baby during intense physical crisis. And I'm so glad that we all survived that six months. So here's the thing. I'm not telling you all of this so that you feel sorry for me. Thousands of people across the world deal with chronic illness and more. Some things are much worse. I'm telling you my story because I want you to know that you are not alone. Chronic illness stinks. Sometimes homeschooling a child with special needs stinks. Homeschooling during a difficult pregnancy really stinks. And sometimes life just makes homeschooling really, really difficult. But can I give you hope? Homeschooling successfully in spite of these obstacles is possible. And you can do this. I have found a few things which are a huge help for me to run, for my homeschool to run smoothly when I am out of commission. And I want to share those things with you because no matter what your crisis, taking a few of these steps can help you homeschool more effectively. The first thing is to use substitute teachers and they don't have to be human. I miss reading out loud to my kids. I really do. I used to sit outside their door at night and read entire chapters of Chronicles of Narnia and my big kids still talk about that sometimes and, and ask me about, will I read for them? And sometimes I try to eke out a full chapter just because I really, really want to. But on the flip side, let me tell you this. We have all, all of us, including my husband, developed a love of audiobooks which we may have never discovered without this disease. Who knew that the reader for the Little House series would be so amazing? 
I could never read that story with the amazing talent of Cherry Jones. If you have a library nearby, I highly, highly recommend you that, to you that you check out one of her audiobooks from the library. <coughs> she did the entire Little House series and a few other books as well. Audiobooks are just one of my substitute teachers, though. My mother-in-law makes a fabulous substitute teacher. I have learned to make her a list of what each child needs to do on each day. And in the weeks before and after my surgery, she is here helping with the lessons for each child. And because she has been helping me for so long, she can do my job without blinking. She knows exactly how to teach our school and run my household. She even helps teach when she comes for a normal visit. And that has turned out to be awesome because I can plan to catch up on errands and doctor visits whenever I know she is coming, but trust that my children will still get their work done. We have also found a few video series and some online classes that my children have absolutely loved, and these make excellent substitute teachers. One of my children in particular loves to take online classes from a variety of different places, and these things help keep us on track even when my body is not on track. Another great way to deal with crisis in your homeschool is to teach independent learning. An amazing benefit of my physical state in the weeks prior to surgery is in the way my children have learned to work independently. They still need accountability, but children as young as nine can read science, history, and literature on their own. They can work through the grammar workbooks on their own, and they can watch Matthew C. and do the math work on their own. I am always able to answer questions, questions, and I ask them questions about what they read. But the older my children get, the more they work independently from me. And because of my illness, I have expected more from them than I might have otherwise. So give your children independent work. You'll be amazed at what your child can do on his own when you give him the responsibility and the accountability to follow through. Another thing that is very important when you're living in a crisis is to find help. People at your church will not know that anything is going on unless you tell them. They can't read your mind. Your minister will not know to visit you at the hospital unless you contact them and tell them them you're in the hospital. People will not know that meals would be a huge help for your family unless you tell someone that you're struggling. And it's okay to ask for help when you're in a crisis. When people ask you what they can do to help, be ready with an answer. Laundry, errands, meals, housekeeping. These are all things that people can help help you with when life threatens to overwhelm you and when obstacles are facing you. One of the difficulties of chronic illness is that it is chronic. Once the newness of your diagnosis wears off, people forget that you might need help. And if you have a disease that flares, like uh, multiple sclerosis, make sure you let your minister or health ministry at your church or the people in your homeschool support group know when you have a flare-up. It's a crisis and you can get help. You could also consider hiring help. If you have very young children, you might find a homeschool tween who could be who would be really happy to come in and watch your children for a couple hours in the afternoon while you are still there at home for a modest amount of pay. He or she can get experience babysitting your kids and you can get some much needed rest. You might also find a teen to come in and fold laundry or clean bathrooms or whatever it is your disease or crisis is preventing you from doing. 
And as your kids grow, train your kids to be a help too. Children can help learn to take the responsibility for chores at a very young age. And by starting them on simple chores when they are young, you help teach them a good work ethic from the very beginning. I've noticed that sometimes people in crisis are misunderstood. People hear me coughing like I just did earlier, and they assume I am a heavy smoker or terribly out of shape and lazy, when the truth is I'm just trying to clear something that's stuck in my very small trachea. Most days, I can't read aloud to my children because my voice or breath gives out. People with special needs children are often misunderstood as well. It's hard to explain to people that your child with autism yells for no apparent reason because his clothes are literally making him crazy today. Sometimes these things get chalked up to bad parenting. When you're in a crisis, it's good for you to find people who have been there to help you through it. If you can't find someone locally to support you, find a support group for your specific type of crisis online. And take heart, because God knows and he will always be with you. Sometimes you just need a shift of focus. A long time ago, I was sitting at a park with another homeschooling mom friend, as we often did. And on this day, I was asking asking her for advice about switching my daughter Anna over to a gluten-free diet. I will tell you the best piece of advice I've ever gotten, she said. At first, focus your meals on what, what Anna can eat and not on what she can't eat. In other words, as a family, you should start out by focusing on what Anna can eat. Build your meals around a gluten-free menu. Don't have sandwiches and therefore draw attention to the fact that she can't have bread. Don't serve pasta and draw her attention to the fact that her pasta is different. Serve meals that go really well with rice instead. Focus on what you can have and don't focus on what you can't have. I will never forget the advice she gave me that day. It plays over and over in my mind many times and not always related to the food choices we make. As I was reading through the chapters of our new book, Homeschooling Successfully, When Life Happens, it occurred to me that the focus in every instance was on the things that you can actually impact. Each part of the book includes positive ways to directly impact the success of your homeschool in spite of crisis. For instance, you cannot control a flare-up of multiple sclerosis but you can directly impact how well you are prepared and how well your homeschool functions during the crisis. I want to challenge you to let go of the things you cannot have in your homeschool. Stop thinking about the negative impacts from the crisis and the precious life God has given you, and stop worrying about the challenges you face. Every day, I have to make this choice again. Am I going to dwell on the fact that I can't read aloud to my kids can't always take them on hikes when I want, or sometimes can't even get out of my bed and have to call in reinforcements? Or will I dwell on the fact that we can read short books together and my kids are getting practice in reading out loud and artistic vocal expression? I'm choosing to look at the bright side. The challenges my family faces daily because of my chronic illness are far outweighed by the benefits of children who have learned independent thinking work ethics, empathy, responsibility, and patience as a direct result of the crisis we've endured. 
My children have had to learn to call 911 from a very young age. That's an important skill, and we've learned a lot of other things too. Take some time to write down and remember the things that God has been teaching both you and your children from the crisis in your life. You'll be amazed to see what God is doing. And if you can't see it right now, that's okay. Wait a few months and look back. Then take stock. God is faithful and he's got this. I love this quote from Homeschool Successfully When Life Happens in the last chapter by Shereen Rushworth. Stop lying awake at night worrying that you are ruining your children. It serves no purpose other than to keep you awake when you lie there agonizing about all the what-ifs of your life. If you have doubt about any area of your homeschool, approach your mentor during the day and talk it through. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. We can overcome many of the negatives that surround us because of obstacles that we face when we put our focus on doing the things that can be done to succeed at homeschooling. Focus on the things you can have and the things you can't do. More than anything, I want you to know that you are not alone and you can do this. You can do this, Mom. May God richly bless you as you journey through this thing we call homeschooling and life. Oh, Amy, that was really beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm opening up the chat now to see if there are any questions. Yeah. Um, Amy, why don't you uh, give everyone your um, website? I don't think you did that at the beginning. Oh, okay. Um, it's uh, homeschoolencouragement.com is my main website, and I also um, have a website at homeschoolblogging.com. And one of the awesome things that uh, um, I don't know if Amy mentioned, but she is the author of um, a brand new book calling uh, that's called Homeschool Successfully When Life Happens. And where is that available, Amy? Where can people get that? Um, they can get that at homeschoolblogging.com. And if you'll give me just a minute, I can pop the exact URL into the chat room. It's um, okay. homeschooling, homeschoolblogging.com. And if you look up at the top, it says Homeschool Successfully When Life Happens. And that's the name of the book. Okay. And so for those of you who are listening to this uh, later on iTunes or um, on the website, what you can do is look at the show notes, and those will be found at um, mommyjammynight.com forward slash homeschool successfully. And, um, and it will be there. Right now it's not there because obviously we are recording this live. And you know what? Um, yeah, let's just do it at homeschooling, um, homeschool singular successfully so that will be, will be the link on uh, the mommy jammy night page and uh, and that way people can um, try that uh, or go to that link I'm sorry I'm trying to type in uh, just want to make sure that uh, that the uh, Q&A is working here 
because uh, I don't see any questions coming in yet. Um, okay, yep, it is working. So if anyone in the that's here live uh, would like to post a question for Amy, you can. Um, if anyone uh, wants to remain anonymous, you can uh, do that as well. And so, you know, Amy, I, I know that you had shared with me at one time um, that you loved to sing. And so that is something you also had to let go of due to this chronic issue, isn't it? It is. Actually, singing was an integral part of my life for a, a lot of years. I did um, private voice lessons and was a lead in many musicals in high school, I think four leads in three leads in four years. And then I ended up getting a vocal performance degree in college. So uh, one of the first things I said when I went into John Hopkins was, is this going to affect my voice? Because at that point I could still sing most of the time. And at first they were like, no, no, you'll be fine. But after three surgeries, I was like, my voice is really not going to be fine. It's not recovering. So I really had to just face that and and choose to praise God in spite of the fact that something I I loved very dearly um, was not going to be a part of my life anymore. And it, it was a very, very hard um, hard time in my life when I realized that, um, you know, something I'd spent so many years doing was not uh, going to be an option anymore for me. Um, but, yeah, I just had to choose. I had to choose to, to keep on. Well, it's amazing, um, and I I did I mean I've I've known you for years, Amy. I just didn't realize it was this often, because I think we were we were doing something a while ago, and you said, you know, well, I'm going to have to have surgery, and um, you know, and you told me what it was for, but it didn't click that this was an ongoing and chronic issue, and so right. you know that just that's that's amazing. So I guess one of the things we can as a community um, pray is that you know that there are advances you know in in the medical field at some point that there would be a permanent fix and we can always pray that Amy because God God knows and and uh, you know I, you know and another thing when I'm listening to you speak it's like you know we all carry a different cross and I'm sure you guys have heard the story of. Um, you know, a guy who was complaining to God about the cross he had. And the Lord said, well, I have a you know whole room full of crosses. You can come in here and, and pick out, you know, the one that would fit you better. And as the story goes, it can be very long or very short. So I'm going to do the short version. And so he tried a few crosses, and none of them fit until he found the one that fit him perfectly. And the Lord said, well, that was the one I gave you to begin with. And, you know, I hear Amy's story and I think there is just no way that I could be as, you know, happy and cheerful as she is and, you know, and yet for each person, I think one of the things I've really learned recently is that he gives us the grace for today, doesn't he, Amy? It's not for next week or tomorrow or 10 (laughs) years from now because when we look at all of that, we think, you know, I, I just can't do it. So if we look at today, he gives us the grace to get through today. Don't you think? Yes. Yes. In fact, I was talking to a good friend of mine here locally last just last week about, I said, sometimes I think, what am I going to do when I'm still having surgery every year and I'm 80 years old? And it's, you know, it's not easy to have surgery when you're 80. And she said, don't, you have to focus on 
what you're living right now. If you can't think that far ahead because you never know what's going to happen. That's right. And, you know, God might return any time. And also <laughs> um, he might just provide a different way out through, uh, you know, new developments in medicine or whatever. But, right. yeah, you have to focus yeah. on um, I, I what would... he gives you right now, and that's grace for every right. moment of your day. That's wonderful. I was, I'm laughing because I, I was saying to my husband, you know, as we get older and those little things that, you know, creep up as you get older, I could remember having my third child and sitting on the floor with him, and then when I tried to just pop on up, there was no popping up. It was like getting on my knees and on all fours. Yeah. You, know, you get the visual, you know. There was no none of this, you know, quickly jumping up. And I just said, you know, it, and, you know, age just creeps up. And it's like, you know, heaven looks nicer all the time because it's, you know, a, a place that, that we all aspire to. So I just want to yeah. read you a little comment here. Uh, Whitney says, what an inspiration and great wisdom. I absolutely love when you said focus on the positive rather than the negative. Thank you for that. You know, and that, that really, that is so, so true. And yeah. a lot of people are, are posting in here, you know, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing. I had no idea. You know, and I have to say, too, I mean, Amy, I'm trying to think of how long I've known you. I think... Um, I've known you longer than 2010 because you were, um, you know, part of the the fixture of Ultimate Homeschool Expo, um, you know, back when uh, Cindy ran yeah. it. And then also mm-hmm. when I was a speaker, um, you know, I remember your name and I think your kids did some of my creation classes and, and that kind of thing. So it, it's yeah. been, you know, I would say, you know, since maybe 2000, um, 2008, 9, I think that's when I I, would, I, I think that that review you referenced for Missing Link, the Missing Link Sound, I think that that review was done in 2008, if I'm remembering correctly. Right. Right. So, yeah. And that's, and, yeah, I was I was on a page today and I'm going, Amy B, this must be Amy Blevins. <laughs> you yeah. know, and that was like before I knew you and, and how amazing then. Um, and that God put us together. And, you know, and that's amazing because, you you know, it's not something that you share or talk about. And Amy and I, um, we did a uh, homeschool marketing expo, and um, Amy did the beautiful website and a lot of the behind the scenes. And I asked um, Amy if she would do some sessions. And it did take her some time to do them. And I had no idea that, she, you know, had had issues with her voice because, I mean, we talk on the phone on occasion too and it's, you know, I think short conversations are fine with you. But um, yeah. Amy was, was heroic doing this. I don't know how many takes it, it was and, you know, I was fine with the quality but you weren't and so I think you redid one of them. I think one I said, no, you, you're not redoing this. It's good. I'm not a perfectionist, people. Yeah. So for me... <laughs> It's really hard for me to listen to myself, I, I think. Know. Yeah. Well, I think I'm so used to it now. At this point, I've I've had to edit too many of my own audios uh, that, that it doesn't bother me anymore like it used to. But uh, video still, I, I can't deal with the video part, but the, the audio I'm okay with. But, no, I, I was really um, impressed with, you know, not only the content of the audios, but also, you know, your your um, 
perseverance through it. And I think that's something that you have learned, you know, Amy, that um, it is something that you you know. It's not like you can just say to your kids, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to hold up some cards today. I mean, you probably do write notes sometimes if you're, if you're you know, throat's bothering yeah. you that much. But um, but also, you know, it's a time to reflect and pray. And I'm running my mouth so much all the time that, you know, sometimes I, I, I do long for that. So that is, you know, definitely a positive that, you know, in, our, in quiet we hear the Lord. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's an amazing thing. So, um, yeah. okay, so anyone else, um, if you don't have any questions, oh, <laughs> Wendy, po- po- Wendy posted here, Amy, why didn't I know you then? I was a um, Ultimate Homeschool Expo groupie as well. So, Wendy. I know, and I have no idea yeah. because I, I remember doing a lot of the chats for Ultimate Homeschool Expo. Um, when right. he was running it, I would go to the chat room a lot. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And Trisha also suffers from uh, chronic issues, and she said that was when she was sick, the sickest, and and she didn't know how she could continue homeschooling. And I do think, you know, a lot of these these things have been, um, you know, support for moms through the years. I know um, when I caught up with Cindy, I knew her from speaking at homeschool conferences years ago. And when I caught up with her and she was doing these online things, and that was all so new, but what I loved about it was that, you know, it, I was able to participate and speak and not have to travel. And um, that's something that I agreed upon with my husband years ago, that I would, you know, really um, give the Lord my business and just say, you know, Lord, whatever you want me to do and how you want me to do it. And, um, you know, it, it, it's amazing how the Lord is just faithful and, and it works. And also for moms who may not be able to afford to go to a conference or who, who you know, can't always hear their favorite speaker, like, you know, a lot of the people that are on this network, um, this is an opportunity for people to be able to come. And, um, and now, you know, that's one of the things I will um, put out there that if anyone um, ever, you know, has a story or would like to, you know, share to get in contact with me because Amy, this was very a very powerful uh, testimony, and um, you know, you know how I've been uh, going with my normal um, 100 things at once, and um, you know, I had really uh, dropped the ball and had put it out for a few people for Mommy Jammy's night and um I was so happy that you were able to do do it this month because um it coincided with the launch of your book. So before we go, um once again give us your website where your book could be found and maybe just a little bit of what's in your book that people um can learn by getting your book. Um are you saying book or blog? I'm sorry. Your book, your new book. Okay, okay. So homeschooling successfully when life happens is a really precious book. Um, it's actually written by 15 homeschool moms, um, and all of them have had their share of crisis. And it's just all of all of us telling you the things that we've learned in our crisis, and trying to help um, help people 
find ways to deal with the obstacles in their lives um, because um, we have obstacles. We're going to have obstacles for as long as we're living on the earth and um, there, are, there are ways to bring your focus onto what you can have and and get things done and basically um, keep homeschooling even when you want to give up. Um, you can do it. But there are, there are definitely a lot of different things that can help. And each of the authors were so amazing to share and um, talk about what helps them. So uh, hopefully I think people that read it are going to walk away with a lot of really great ideas for how to deal with the stuff of life when it happens. It's uh-huh. wonderful. And I think you know all these little nuggets that you just can pick up one little bit of truth that you can hold on to, and then the, the Lord will provide the rest. And, um, you know, again, there will be show notes for this episode at Mommy Jammy's Night, and um, you can scroll down the page, and you will find uh, a link that says Homeschool Successfully, and there you will find links to Amy's book and all of her blogs and all of her social media um, as well, and, um, you know, just uh, one of the things I would highly recommend to is Amy's blog, and go ahead and give them um, your blog URL. Okay, and that's that's http colon backslash uh, two backslash homeschoolencouragement dot com. Okay, very good. And, yeah, and then you'll find all her social media links. There's, um, you know, as any good blogger, there's too many to list. <laughs> <laughs> I, kind of, That's like, I know like one central thing it's a good thing we don't put all that on our on business cards and things like that people would probably just laugh because uh, there's just so many different places you can find us online well Amy listen God bless you thank you so much for taking the time and um, there's a sweet prayer here from Julie it says Lord we pray for Amy Blevins tonight and ask that you will carry her through the next few months and her whole family, and um, you do have a family here as well as, as as with all of your friends, Amy, and we will keep you in our prayers and continue to lift you up as you, you. Um, you know, go through this again. All right, so thanks again. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing, and uh, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, we will um, meet again at the second Tuesday of every month, and we will see you again next month. And you can listen to the archives at Mommy Jan's Night. Thanks so much for coming. Bye bye. I'm so happy you came to Mommy Jammy's Night. Please drop my guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time. And follow up with me on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page or via email. God's blessings upon you and your family. Thanks for joining us.